In today's show, we look ahead to Thursday in the NBA, the last day before the NBA All-Star break. Streamers, injury updates, what to watch for, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter, as always, at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball, and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. There's only three games on Thursday. We're going to talk about those three games now, what we're looking at, and the ways that we can stream players in. Muggle... Not Michael Bolton. Warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, let's have a look. First game is the Bucks and the Bulls. This is a back-to-back for Chicago. Bobby Portis will be out. Jay Crowder will be out. Javante Green, Lonzo Ball will be out. I'm also expecting that DeMar DeRozan will be out. They haven't officially ruled him out. He will miss Wednesday's game with this thigh strain. I would highly doubt, hey, you've got a grade one thigh strain, miss one day and then come back. That would seem pretty ridiculous with like eight game, eight days off coming up. And I don't know if he's going to play All-Star. Um, I, I don't think that DeMar's playing here. The one to watch is going to be Alex Caruso. He is questionable for Wednesday. I think if he plays Wednesday with a foot strain, he's not going to play Thursday. But if he misses Wednesday, then there is an opportunity for him Thursday. But that's one that we need to watch. Goran Dragic is also questionable on Wednesday, while Derek Jones has been ruled out for Wednesday's game, so he might be available Thursday. Now, with all of those guys potentially, imagine DeRozan, Caruso, Dragic, Jones all out. That means you're going to get a lot of Dalen Terry, you're going to get more Andre Drummond, you're going to get a lot of Patrick Williams, a lot of Ayodele and a lot of Kobe White in those scenarios. For the Bucks, I want to watch Chris Middleton. Is he still on a 25-minute limit? I would expect so. His numbers aren't far off what you'd expect, though, even in 25 minutes. So let's see. It's more to watch what his minutes look like versus how he's playing, because he's playing well. I also want to watch Brook Lopez, who has been very up and down of late. Last game was pretty poor against the Celtics. The game before that, he blew up. The games before that, he'd struggled a little bit. So where is his role? Because he's not getting huge minutes every single night. What does he look like as we move forward? Those elite, elite, unbelievable block numbers have tapered somewhat from the beginning of the season. He's not a drop at all, but that evaluation of where he sits is probably a little bit different to where it was like two months ago. The Wizards and the Wolves is the second game of the day that we're going to take a look at. Minnesota are three and a half point favorites uh, in this game uh, against Washington. We know that Towns is out. And at this point, there is nobody else on the injury report. Now, I'm sure Gobert will appear as questionable with groin soreness. And Kyle Anderson will appear as questionable with back spasms at some point. But at this stage, they are not there. While for Washington, everyone is clear at this stage. We didn't get locker room legend Daniel Gafford um, leaving the game towards the end. Well, actually, he did leave the game. But that was due to fouls, not due to uh, a locker room trip. So we don't have any of that happening at the moment. I do want to watch Gafford, though, on the Wizards because last game was really, really bad, obviously. He only scored two points. He had played 15 minutes and had five fouls. The 15 minutes are not because Kuzma's there. It was because of five fouls. But what we need to watch, is he a 30, 29, 28-minute player or is he a 25-minute player? I think he's probably somewhere in the middle, 26 to 27, 
pushing closer to 30 than closer to 25, and that makes him a 12-team league player. A lot of people have dropped him. I think that's a little bit reckless, and I wouldn't have done that. And if he was dropped, I would add him, but we're going to get some information here. And then I also watched D-Line Wright because I was out. Like, he just wasn't playing. And then last game, 29 minutes. Okay, cool. What does that mean? He got minutes over Kispert, minutes over Nunn, minutes over Avdia. Like, is this what we're getting now? We're going to get 29 minutes of D-Line because that puts him as a 12-team league guy. To be clear, I don't think he's getting 29 minutes a night. But if he gets 25, then we are absolutely back in as at least a steel streamer. But those minutes were very intriguing and they sort of brought something out that I didn't know I still had in me. And that is an interest in Dylan Wright. For the Wolves, Kyle Anderson came off the bench last game, but it didn't really impact his production that much. He still played, what, 24 minutes there. They are still dealing with his back issue, of course. But in 24 minutes, is he still a 12-team league player? I think yes for now. But we obviously want to watch it. We want to see what the role is. We want to see, does he come off the bench behind Prince? Does he play more minutes than Prince? Does he push back to 30 minutes? He is unbelievably one of their more important players. And let's walk where his role sort of fits is going to be very interesting. I also want to watch Mike Conley because first game with Minnesota, he struggled, but he played 32 minutes in the second game against the Mavericks. He unlocked a little bit of Rudy Gobert, who was hyper-efficient, and he obviously killed any value that may, many may have expected Jalen Noel to get. So is Conley a 32-minute-a-night player now? I would think that we're probably closer to that than we are the 25 minutes from game one. And watching his production and how he fits with everybody, again, how that chemistry looks with Gobert, what Conley's playing time looks like, I think is one of the key stories from Wednesday's action. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. And then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scorers, even three-pointers drained. Let's go and have a look at the current favorite for MVP. It has got to be Nikola Jokic. It is minus 175. Second, Embiid. Third, Giannis. Then Luka, Tatum, and Ja Morant. No mention of Shea. That's annoying. Where is Shea? Shea is, well, Shea is at plus 24,000. Behind Steph. Okay. Lillard. Mitchell. Huh. LeBron. Where would you put Shea in the MVP awards? Anyway, you can have a look at that over at uh, Fangio. It even lets you combine your bets for a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanjul.com slash locked on. That's fanjul.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanjul, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. The last game of the day and the last game before the NBA's all-star break is the Clippers and the Suns. Unfortunately, we're not going to have Kevin Durant available in this one, nor are we going to have Cameron Payne or Landry Shamet, the people that People pay the money to go see. But for the Clippers at the moment, they are completely healthy. No one on the injury report for them whatsoever. So what do we want to watch there? The five-minute man, Bones Highland, who played 16 minutes in his Clippers debut. Is that what we expect from him? I think yes. I don't think... And again, look at that rotation from last game. Powell played 25 minutes only. Okay. Um, Batum barely played. So with the opportunity of Powell to play more, Batum to play more, there's just no room for Highland to get minutes. I talked about it on the waiver wire show earlier today. He's not a 12-team league guy. Let's see. Maybe something changes. Maybe something clicks with Ty Lue and he wants to do something different, but I'm not convinced. I also don't think that Marcus Morris is, is a 12-team league player and he played only 23 minutes last game. They're better with Nick Batum, I reckon. I just don't know what Morris brings. 
I don't know why the why he needs to be locked in as a starter. I don't know what he actually provides to this team that others can't. So watching his role, and if his minutes stay, do stay permanently reduced, where do they go and how do they use those other guys? For the Suns, it's about Josh Okogie to me. He's had really three really strong games. He's going to start, but can he maintain that level of efficiency with that level of usage? I, I think there is going to be a pretty significant crash coming from Okogie soon. I just don't think that he's this player. I think it's a nice hot streak and he's playing really well, but I don't think there's any long-term um, value in him doing anything like what he's currently doing. Could he start still? Sure. But what he's doing now feels a little bit, well, not a little bit, a lot bit over his head. I also want to watch Tony Warren, who in his first game for the Suns, barely played. Was that an acclimatate, acclimatization? That's the word. Was that an acclimatization thing? Was he just that far on the outside looking in? Is it just, hey, let's give Wish Ish Wainwright big minutes in his last game or second last game before his two-day or two-way runs out? Maybe. Like, I don't... Is Warren a seven-minute-a-night player? I really think that's unlikely. I think there was a chance he could steal the starting spot, but I, I don't anymore. And he has struggled most of this season with Brooklyn, Tony Warren. And now in Phoenix, like... I don't know what to... Like, I wouldn't have him in 12 teams, obviously. But what his role is, I think, is something we do need to pay attention to. In terms of streaming guys in... Four There's no back-to-back. No one plays this Thursday and then first Thursday out of the break. In terms of streaming guys for category leagues, we're looking at Kogi and Tory Craig. Um, Kyle Anderson is, is available in like 60% of leagues. Like He needs to be used absolutely for this day at least. Um, Grayson Allen's got some pretty decent stream value there. Delon Wright, Denny Avdia. We don't know how the minutes go. I would expect Delon plays more than Denny. Pat Williams with the expectation that DeMar DeRozan is out and a lot of other guys could be out as well, including Derek Jones. That should help Pat now in the past when Pat's been given extra opportunities. It doesn't always work out, but we'll see how it goes here. He is a strong stream. And then Torian Prince, does he start? Can he be 25-minute-a-night player? Because we saw it in the midst of that trade. He played 25 minutes, or he played 28 minutes, I think. It was great, but there was no Anderson or Gobert or, or Conley or anyone in, available there. So watching Torian Prince, he is at least a stream option. For deeper formats, I do like Ish Wainwright in that potential last game for him. Um, the Wizard of Noz, Nas Reed is there. Jordan McLaughlin is a deep league stream. Jinglin Joe Ingles, Jock Landale, the two Aussies. Damo Lee, Kobe White, especially if Caruso and DeRozan are out. And then Kendrick Nunn is at least a deep league option for us um, for the games on Thursday. For points leagues, all of these guys are available in uh, at least 40% of leagues. Akogi, Dan Gafford, look, if he's available in category leagues, you add him as well. Jaden McDaniels um, has been dropped, rightfully so, in points leagues, but he's a good stream for today. Tory Craig, Kyle Anderson, Monte Morris, who's you know, not a must roster, but a great streamer. Denny Avdia, and Jalen Noel's always got that pop-off ability who can maybe drop 24, 25 fantasy points on a given night. And he could have 10 in other ones, but he could really pop off. So it's always worth a, a little bit of a look to see exactly um, what we can get from him if you are desperate in those situations. Now, normally we'd look at the next four days and how the low volume days shake out. But for the rest of this week and next week, every day is a low volume day. So let's just look at the next four days in general. Who are players who have got enough value to be considered, in my opinion, top 100 guys? Mark Williams. Oh, hi, Mark. Yeah, two games over the next four days. Must roster player. Kelly Olenek, must roster player. Daniel Gafford, to me, a must roster player. He's got two games over the next four nights as well. Matisse Thibel's only got one game. I I talked a lot about him. If you want to see that, go watch the Waiver Wire show. I talked a lot about Thibel. He does have enough value to be added with the likelihood that Simons is going to be out post-break and having Thibel in there for his defensive stats works. In a points league, I wouldn't be so interested. But in a category league, I would. Zach Collins is a 12-team league guy. 
Killian Hayes, again, much like Thibault, there are issues. He's a better scorer than Thibault, but field goal percentage is going to be bad. But those assists and steals make him someone that you at least need to look at and say, does it make sense on my team? Brandon Clark, I think, is maybe worth a look. Two games in the next four nights. It's not great, but if you're looking for some field goals, rebounds, and maybe some blocks, that can help. And then Joshy Green's got one game in the next four nights. I'm still somewhat skeptical about Green. And I, we saw why last game when he had seven points on 20% shooting. His usage is going to be low, and he's been floating a lot of what he does on insane shooting numbers. And if that isn't there, I don't know what else is. But he is still worth having in 12-team leagues until we see how it sort of establishes. And that... We'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast real quick on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're here on YouTube, you know what to do. You thumb it up. You leave the comments down below. If you haven't subscribed, let's get to 60,000. We're almost there. Hit subscribe. Guys, we are done. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.